Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. All right, it's Thursday. Thursday. It is May the 5th, the year of our Lord, 2022. That is what I have on the equipment. That is a a 5th of May, a... Cinco de Mayo, if a you will. Cinco de Mayo, if you will. <laughs> Hola. Trying to be so relevant to Como the times. Be in. <laughs> e two. Wait, no, no, no. What? I got that wrong. I, I, at one time, I think I had to learn to ask where the library was. And what's so funny about that is, does anybody go to the library anymore? I mean, come on, people. La biblioteca. The biblioteca. Wow, I knew yeah. one more Spanish word than I thought. <laughs> That's interesting. That's interesting. I did take two years of Spanish in high school, and if Senora McLean ever hears this, I just have to apologize. Just apologize right now. <laughs> Let's jump into Hebrews. Sounds good. Hebrews chapter one. Since we've read the entire chapter a couple times, I thought yeah. let's go ahead and do that again. I'm going to read. It's not it. a long chapter. It's not. No. It's not. I'm going to read it from the Lexham English Bible today. Hebrews chapter 1, beginning at verse 1, Lexham English Bible. Although God spoke long ago in many parts and in many ways to the fathers by the prophets, in these last days he has spoken to us by a son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the world, who is the radiance of his glory and the representation of his essence, sustaining all things by the word of power. When he had made purification for sins through him, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become by so much better than the angels, by as much as he has inherited a more excellent name than theirs. For to which of the angels did he ever say, You are my son, today I have begotten you. And again, I will be his father, and he will be my son. And again, when he brings the firstborn into the world, he says, And let all the angels of God worship him. And concerning the angels, he says, the one who makes his angels winds and his servants a flame of fire. But concerning the Son, your throne, O God, is forever and ever, and the scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Because of this God, your God has anointed you with the olive oil of joy more than your companions. And you, Lord, laid the foundation of the earth in the beginning, and the heavens are the works of your hands. They will perish, but you continue, and they will all become old like a garment, and like a robe you will roll them up, and like a garment. They will be changed, but you are the same, and your years will not run out. But to which of the angels has he ever said, Sit down at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet? Are they not all spirits engaged in special service, sent on assignment for the sake of those who are going to inherit salvation? You know, we've read this a couple of times, and, and I appreciate that. I, I like that Lexham translation the more I hear it. Um, we've read this a couple of times, and the Hebrew writer is really waxing in this first chapter, this first section, to make a distinction between the angels and the sun. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess we could speculate a little bit as to why that is. I mean, perhaps there was some mysticism and some angel worship going on. Uh, at the time, and so we need to clarify, no, no, <laughs> we don't worship angels, but we worship the sun, and even angels worship the sun. It, it could be something that you spoke to, you know, on the, on the last episode, and just even a misunderstanding that somehow the sun is a created spiritual being on par with angels, but actually he's greater. Angels worship him. Yes. Yeah. 
Well, the the issue, just just real quick, regarding the worship of angels, there is a statement when Paul was writing to the Colossians, as he... Uh, w- was bringing them back as he was trying yeah. to say, don't don't get mixed up. Look, if when you want to take your Christianity to the next level, don't get caught up in the philosophies of the world right, and the, right. all of those different things. And he talked about some folks who were caught up in the worship of angels there in Colossians chapter 2 and verse 18. Mm-hmm, the grammar mm-hmm. on that is a little bit vague. It, it could refer either to how the angels worshiped. Right. So maybe you had people that were so fixated on angels and trying to figure out all the ins and outs of angels and well I've figured out how yeah. angels worship and yeah. that's how I worship it could be right. that but it could also very much be oh I worship angelic beings they're powerful they're amazing yeah. and he's saying you know we don't do those things yeah I, and, and even as you said it jogs my memory in some study that I've done with the Dead Sea Scrolls I know that the Essenes had a had a whole uh, kind of library and ideas about angels and so there was some of that in the in the milieu, yeah, in the going zeitgeist. around the culture, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I know one of the other things, and I think this is going to play into this letter or sermon to the Hebrews. Back in Acts chapter seven, when Stephen was preaching, mm-hmm. as he's kind of wrapping up. Well, he wasn't wrapping up his sermon, but they were going to wrap up his sermon. <laughs> one of the, one you of, know, we were talking the other day about what makes a great sermon. I don't think he was planning his conclusion to go quite that way. <laughs> yeah, no, no, he wasn't. <laughs> but he was faithful. But but at the very end of what he does get to say, he speaks of, this is Acts 7.53, you who received the law as delivered by angels mm-hmm. and did not keep it. There was a Jewish perspective that the inspiration of the law came through the angels, came through, and, and of course, they're the messengers. Yeah. They're the messengers of God who have... Who have brought this revelation to Moses, have brought this revelation to the prophets. And so the Jewish understanding, when God spoke to the prophets in various ways, it was through angels. But now what we have is the thing that is superior because it is not through angels, it is through the Son who is superior to angels. I appreciate you pointing out and reminding us that that word angel is messenger. That's what it means. Primarily, we see them in that kind of role when they're mentioned, although that's not the only thing we see them doing. We read about them in the scriptures. They're also you know, very mighty and as messengers some, of God's judgment. Yeah, messengers of judgment. Not so always forth. messengers of God's words, right? Messengers of, okay, now we're yeah. done with you. I find it interesting in uh, here in Hebrews 1 that one of the things that was said about the angels is that they are the uh, his. I'm looking at chapter 1 and verse 7. His ministers a flame of fire. And um, they, we've already said, okay, that uh, you don't, that, you know, the, the sun doesn't worship angels. Angels worship the sun. But even that idea of kind of a possession that they are his spirits, his messengers. He's, you know, he has an authority is what I'm going for. He has a glory that requires a worship, but he has an authority so that angels are under him to be his ministers. All of this points to he is God, his deity. He is God, he is deity, and there's something very specific in this first chapter that highlights his deity because he was not just present at the creation. Right, right. He is the mechanism of creation. Mm. Here we have God. Well, let's just start at the beginning. Okay. In the beginning, 
God created the heavens and the earth. Yeah, Genesis 1-1. As we move through Genesis 1-1, we find the Spirit of God hovering on the waters. Mm -hmm. Then we have the Word of God spoken, and it brings into existence all things. Yeah. We come to the Gospel of John, Mm -hmm. who, interestingly, this week we've noticed parallels between the approach of that Gospel and this letter, this sermon. And it's in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God. And as it, and it goes through and talks about the fact that all things came into being through this word of God. And now we have this son through whom he created all things, through whom God created all things. This is who Jesus is. He is the one. He is the mechanism. He is the instrument by which God brought into existence everything that was created. This is taught in Colossians chapter 1 as well. Yes. Yeah, in Colossians 1 and verse 15, he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation, for by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things consist. And so you've got uh, this um, pre-existence of Christ because all things, and and here in Colossians 1, he even talks about the spiritual, kind of like we've been reading about angels this week. Mm-hmm. He's made it all. He's made every bit of it. He is the one who is the instrument, who is the tool. It's And it's, it's not just made through him. It's made... For him. him. Yeah, Yeah. all of that together. I can't help but think again. Now, here's an interesting parallel. We go back into the Old Testament, and we we find the phrase sons of God. And in some passages, we're wondering, what does that refer to? What does that mean? I do remember Job chapter 38, when God speaks to Job. Mm -hmm. And he's finally saying, okay, it's stand up like a man. I'm, I'm going to question I'm you I'm going to ask you questions. I'm going to ask you some questions. Yeah. Okay, verse 4, Job 38. Were, where were you when I laid the foundation of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. Who determined its measurement? Surely you know. Or who stretched the line upon it? On what were its bases sunk? Or who laid its cornerstone? When the morning stars sang together, and all the sons of God shouted for joy. Mm. In Job... The whole book began on the day when the sons of God would come into yeah. the presence of God. Uh, most, or I, mo, I don't know if I can say most, many scholars, many people, students of Job would say that sons of God refers to angelic beings. Spiritual beings. Some yeah. would suggest that sons of God, they are just worshipers. It's a day of worship. But you come here to Job 38, 7, it's hard to think of those sons of God as human worshipers. Yes. So here we've got these morning stars, these sons of God, which really does refer to angelic beings here. But all they're able to do is shout for joy. They're witnessing something happen. Mm -hmm. They're watching it happen. And as they watch it happen, they shout for joy. They praise and they worship. But what we find out is there is the son of God Mm -hmm. who actually was the one creating. That the angels were watching Mm-hmm. And that one is Jesus. Yeah. That, that's the amazing thing. I, I want to drive this home because I don't just want to talk about the word of God in a mystical, ethereal sense. I don't want to just talk about the son of God or God the son as some kind of spiritual being out there. This is, this is truly the amazing thing about Christianity because what Christianity says is, you remember back in Genesis 1 when it said, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth? 
that that one yeah. that one actually came into our world, mm-hmm. lived mm-hmm. as one of us, and we killed him. And then on the third day, he rose again, he rose again. proving who he was, yeah. who he is. And, and it's phenomenal to think about the power of the universe being brought down into a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and laid in an animal trough. Right. And then to grow up in this world subject to parents, subject to government, subject to people, subject to persecution, and ultimately so subject that he was nailed on a cross and he just let it happen. This is truly phenomenal. This is why the Christian religion is so exclusive, because it makes exclusive claims. There's nothing else. There's no other religion that does this. The Christian religion is not about be good, Mm -hmm. though certainly when you are a Christian, you will pursue goodness and holiness and righteousness, Righteousness. because that's who our Savior and King is. The Christian religion is about God came into the world, he lived as one of us, he died for us, he made purification for our sins. It is this historical event. If it didn't happen, none of the rest of that. Mm-hmm. And so when folks try to say, you know what, all these modern religions are really the same, no, they're not. No. They're no, they're not. not. Look, they may ask some of the same things from us, yeah. but these religions are not the same because only in Christianity do you have the creator of the universe yeah. submitting himself and serving the creation, serving in death yeah. the creation. It's a phenomenal thing. Jesus, creator. Amen. Maybe we should wrap up. I'm going to say, I don't know what I'm going to say after that. So we are, other than we're so glad that you joined us today for Text Talk, and we hope that reading these scriptures and this consideration is a great encouragement to you. Uh, Let us know if it helps you. Send us an email, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org, if it does help you. Maybe share Text Talk with a friend. Rate it, review it. We'd love that. It helps people find the podcast. We're going to have a word of prayer. Our great God and Father, thank you, Lord, so much for the day. Thank you for your word. We recognize and we praise Jesus Christ, the Son of God, our creator. Father, our creator, our sustainer, our redeemer. Father, it is the word of God that upholds all things. By that word, Father, we know that all things must come to end. By that word, we will be judged. But by that word, we are saved by the graciousness of Jesus Christ. And we pray, Father, that we might walk in a courage and a confidence of the truth of your word this day for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.